We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. Everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is a perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll be able to get your show pushed on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com backslash join. Check out the description box for the episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale, back for another week of great shows. I guess this is our second show this week, so hopefully you guys enjoyed our show from over the weekend. Had tons of content there. It was really fun. Make sure you guys check that out. For this show, we're talking about pro wrestling. We still have to recap WWE Elimination Chamber that happened this past weekend. We have to talk about NXT, AEW. 
me not really being super into AEW right now. Maybe the old man can talk me into it. We shall see. Maybe I'm just tripping. And then, of course, we'll open up the show with something random going on in the world. So, old man, to start this, though, congratulations. You had a huge week this week with the launch of Our Heroes Rock and your Ali piece that's on the zone. If you guys haven't checked that out, make sure you guys check out that as well. How has it been for you? I mean, I'm I'm tired and I'm glad the shit is over. Um, <laughs> it's it's been a lot, man. This this entire month of February has been between, you know, doing this Muhammad Ali doc, which has been in place since November and has gone through a ton of changes and editing, and my, it's the first thing I've ever directed, and I completely wrote it from front to back. Um, that and then working with Biggie and Johnny Davenport on Our Heroes Rock. That's been in the works since. Ooh, I want to say October. We've we started discussing this and finally getting that thing to launch. So yeah, so our heroes rock. We got that that going, and it, it seemed like it's had a tremendous response. I mean, the first forty eight hours were fifty percent funded, um, and it you know we still got some more stuff to come. Uh, as you guys listen to this podcast, I'll be on uh, fellow uh, Reverse Rat Pack member Ryan McKinnell's Busted Open Radio with him and Mark Henry to discuss our heroes rock on Saturday morning. Biggie's doing a bunch of stuff. Um, his 24 comes out on Sunday, and I can say because I've seen it that it's uh, there's an Our Heroes Rock presence in there, which I was pleasantly surprised by. Um, and it's it's just an amazing story. I mean, there's there's few people that are as good as Biggie, so that that's great. Um, and then you know, for the past three week, every week of Black History Month, I've done the uh, I've written and voiced these Making Black History Today pieces for Sporting News. Oh boy, it's been a lot of sleepless nights. Uh, my wife just took the bar, and that's what's stressful. Hey, so, congrats to her. There's no congratulations yet. That motherfucker's hard. Um, yeah, now nah, she's super smart. Like, yeah, but, it's all good. Congrats already. The confidence level is high. It's uh, but it's it's been one of the more stressful months of my work career. Not in my life, but work career. A lot of being tired, and now that everything's kind of out. I want to just hibernate. I want to take March off, but that's not going to happen. I still got work to do. Job's not yeah. done. So, yeah. It, like I said, if you've been listening and you supported us in this podcast, listen, man, I appreciate it. Um, if you, Whatever you can do to support Our Heroes Rock, uh, whether it's a financial uh, support or just spreading the message, man, because the, the thing that we don't want to get across, and me and E and Johnny had this conversation earlier today, is just because, you know, E's on TV and... You know, I do whatever the fuck it is that I do, and Johnny's this amazing graphic design, like creative, uh, making these characters, and I can't wait for you guys to see some of this animation. Don't think this shit is just automatically going to get funded. It's a lot. It's expensive to make a cartoon, so we really got to get this thing off the ground, and we need people to know that it's not just like a pro wrestling thing. Fortunately, we've seen support come from a lot of places, including AEW, which was dope. Excalibur tweeted it out yesterday. Um, but we got to get outside the pro wrestling bubble because this is bigger than just a pro wrestling project. This is a black history meets science fiction meets hip hop project. We got Rhapsody involved and she's going to be narrating the story of Ruby Bridges, which is going to be really dope. But we just got to get the shit funded. So, yeah, man, it's it's a lot, man. I just want to play video games now, but I, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to get a PS5, my man. So I, I know the struggle. I... I'm playing a PS4 I'm over sorry. here, just 
Yeah, looking at my screen, disgusted. I see. I got the test. It's crazy, man. I'm so busy. I got the tester for MLB The Show 21. I can't even play it. I ain't got time. So I just looked at it, and I was like, man, I can't wait to play this. Nope. Another meeting. Another meeting. More work stuff. Editing. Haven't had time to do shit. So at least I got time to do this podcast, though. So here we are. Yeah, so I wanted to start off the podcast. It's actually... Um, came from a fan suggestion i wish i could find it but it's got lost in my mentions but uh shout out to the listener who suggested it and coming to america coming to america drops this upcoming week we're probably going to be busy with boxing talk and everything else so i was like all right cool this is the episode where we can talk about it and uh they wanted to know a very specific question that we'll get to at the end of the discussion. But first, I wanted to gauge how hype are you for this movie? Because we were just talking about, you know, some of the black movies that just dropped. We gave what qualifies a black movie, quote unquote, in our eyes. And then Coming to America is on the Mount Rushmore of list, kind of however you want to slice it. So them having a sequel after, what is this now, 30 years? Yeah. How hype are you for this movie? Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, I want it. I <laughs> want it to be you. good. That's good. Yeah, it's like I, I really want it to be good, but it's it's really hard because I remember when Anchorman Two came out, and I was like, eh, I was very disappointed in Anchorman Two. Not that it yeah. wasn't funny, but it just wasn't that good. It was, it, you know, it, it couldn't hold a candle to the original. So I look at this, and I'm like, for one, the thing that troubles me the most about this movie and I hope they can figure out a way around it is how does he have an illegitimate kid that's the thing that bothers me most because there was no romance in the original outside of his main what he was chasing after so I hope they can explain this thing away because it kind of tinkers with the story when you're like ah you know he might have had some, a, a baby with somebody else I mean I hope it's Arsenio's kid yeah, that that would make the most sense, right? Because yeah. Sammy was in the in the hot tub acting like he was the prince, so yeah. he could have it could have been a lie. See that that makes like if it's Simi's kid, then it's like all right, this makes sense. But if it's Hakeem's kid, mm, I don't know, I don't know. But I'm I'm hyped to see it. I don't know if I'm gonna watch it as soon as it drops. I have no idea what I'll be doing that night. But I'll, I'll be watching it within 24 hours because I can't go on Twitter and listen to anybody's reaction. Until I have my own, so yeah, that's UFC weekend. Unfortunately, I Ooh, believe is it. Yeah, I think so. So like we have Izzy the next night, and it's gonna be crazy. Clarissa Shields, um, Clarissa Shields pay per view. It's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. So it's a busy weekend oh, shit. for us. And Revolution too. AEW. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, that's that Sunday. So it it is a stacked weekend. I think I'm gonna have to watch on Friday, just because. But I. Who knows? Like, if I have to go and cover the UFC fights, I might have to. I don't know how their bubble system works, but I might be in the bubble and I might just watch it in there or something. So, we got to see how that goes on that front. I, you're cautiously optimistic. I'm expecting a good movie, right? Like, I think Bad Boys Three really kind of made me feel at ease with some of these stories i still haven't seen bad boys 3 by the way really really I, it's I a very similar storyline uh illegitimate child blah 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 so <laughs> i think that's how you got to do these after like 20 years so but it was it was cool like it, it didn't 
shame the franchise that is Bad Boys. So right. I am okay with it. It's not going to be better than the original. I'm not going to expect it to be. Like, that's not in my head. It just has to be decent, and the nostalgia will carry it. And I I just haven't seen Arsenio anywhere lately. Yeah, I mean, look, man. I'm Again, it's, it's Eddie. He was great, and Dolomite was my, is my name. Like, it's Eddie Murphy. So it's like, I, I can't imagine that they blow this. Man, it's it's that the bar is high. Yeah, the bar yeah. is high. It's not like a mediocre movie that's getting a sequel or a semi-good movie or just a really good movie. No, this is a classic. This is like Illmatic 2, right? Like how do you yeah. top Illmatic? And that's why the bar is like extraordinarily high. Whereas Stillmatic, you were just like, alright, cool, this is the best Nas album since, but there were other things in between to gauge it on. There's been nothing in between. It's coming to America and now it's coming to America too. Thirty damn years later. Yeah, I mean, it has to be strong. But they, they've been working on it for a while. It made me think, what comedies, comedy specific, because, you know, I think Godfather usually gets the nod here, but where sequels are better than the originals. And to me, comedy-wise, I'm going... Don't do because it. Because I think there's a couple. Don't do it. Um, Ace Ventura. I don't even count that shit, but go go ahead. When Nature Calls is probably funnier than the original. Yeah. Uh, then, I, don't, I don't remember either of them, so whatever. Oh, really, really. Yeah, When Nature Calls is pretty funny. And then, listen, I don't think so, but there's people who would argue House Party 2 is better than House Party 1. I don't think so. No, nothing's better than House Party 1. And House Party 3 is better than House Party 2. So there's that. Ooh, okay. House Party 3 is slept on. Dude, House Party 3, Bernie Mac? Come on, man. It's, dude, three bitch pie? Come on, man. <laughs> There's so, like, House Party, when House Party 3 first came out, it got railroaded by a lot of critics. But it became a cult classic because there are so, there's so much hilarious shit in there. Chris Tucker's in there, Bernie Mac's in there, Freeze Love is in there, you know, in, in the barbecue spot. Yep. Um... I mean, it's House Party Three is better than House Party Two. I like how I've liked all the house parties except anything after three doesn't count, doesn't exist. Um, but three is the closest thing to one than two is, and I like two, but three is just incredible. Showtime, come on, man! Total, nah, house TJ party special, yeah. TJ special, come on, man! I love that movie. I watched uh, it way too much. The other one, you know where I was going, Don't and it's do just it. funnier. It's I, I give, I tell you this all the time. Not a better movie. It's funnier. No, it's not. And that's <laughs> next Friday. No, it's not. Friday. It's not. Um, Stop it. It's funnier. The first one's a better movie. Yes, it has funny moments. It has uh, more quotables. Barely, maybe. Definitely. But next Friday's funnier, front no. to back. Absolutely like not. Baby D. Come on. Dude, there's Mike Epps, Chris Tucker. There's no comparison here. Pinky, there's no Pinky was great, but there's no comparison to Chris Tucker, Big Worm, Debo, Red. Come on, it's Uncle Elroy. Uncle Elroy. No, 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 no. no. Get caught with your hand in my sugar bowl. No, man. There's nothing that compares (laughs) to the first Friday. Sorry, can't do it. That shit's funny. Front to back, Friday after next is probably funny. I'm just reminiscing now. So that's that's up there. And 
last one might be like, yo, you'd have to go deep. I, Clerks 2 is really good not, for not what it was, it, but it's nowhere close to what Clerks 1 No, is. absolutely not. No. But it, it didn't shit on Clerks. Like, it no. didn't ruin the franchise. And that was done quite a few years after. I, so that one's all right. Nutty Professor. No. One is still funnier. Yeah, no. I'm trying to think. Yeah, that's it. There's not many. No, it's not. It's almost impossible to find a really good comedy sequel. Bad Boys 2? No. Bad Boys 2, another 48 hours. Isn't 48 hours. Mm -mm. Bad Boys 2 was fucking good, though. It wasn't funnier. It was good, though. Yeah. That might be better than the original Bad Boys. No. No. Yeah, and it, and it, you know my my thing. I still haven't seen Bad Boys Three, but Bad Boys it wasn't. People loved them, and I thought they were just they were okay. I didn't think they were that great, but that's just me. Damn. Yeah, you you're a harsh critic though, so I'm not surprised. I'm just trying to think of another sequel that was you know pretty good. Like no. And with comedies, you would think it'd be easier than normal movies. Yeah. But no, you can't even like. Outside of the Ace Ventura, there's not an abundance of comedy sequels that just pop into my mind. A lot of shit like what, like Boomerang, one and done. Blue Streak was funny, one and done. And I'm thinking of like just comedians. I'm thinking like, you know, yeah, Zoolander 2 doesn't touch the original Zoolander. No, no. Old School didn't have a sequel. Rush Hour 2? No. No, it's not as funny as the first one. Nope. No, and, and it was good. Not as funny as the first one. It, it's hard, yo, to to go back to back and make the second one better. Um, American Pie two? No, no. no I like American that's close. Pie. Me yeah. too. It, like it's American close. Pie. American Pie two is really good. I like American Pie two better. Like it's my favorite of the series, but American Pie one, like the nostalgia of it's just crazy. So like that's splitting hairs. Nah, you really can't can't really figure it out so the the bar for this isn't overly high it just can't be shitty it can't be anchorman 2 yeah it can't that's 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 all you gotta do you just gotta be better than anchorman 2 and you'll be okay and this all comes up expectations levels for that and everything it's because oh wait 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 the, what about mm, i gotta think austin powers 2 the spy who shagged me Spy who shagged me. That I, I had that on my mind. And you know mm. what? Wayne's World 2 was okay as well. It's not Wayne's World. No, it's not Wayne's um, World. Austin Powers 2 was the one with the Venbots. No, What's-Her-Face ended up being a Venbot. And then he had the young British girlfriend. Not as good as number one. Yeah, it's it's hard. No, it's, it's hard. not as good. That's that's the one with just the two of us and Mini-Me. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I love the Austin Powers movies. I just, yo, Mike Myers is hilarious. But yeah, yeah, Mini Me was was that dude too. But it's not as crazy as Number One. No, uh, it, but it, it's it's up there. I will give Austin Powers to probably one of the better sequels for comedies. Yeah, yeah, Three was, is what they they lost me on Three with yeah, Beyonce. Gold member, yeah, Gold member was Gold member. Yeah, that killed the franchise. All right, but no, yeah, that's close. And again, a lot of these are based off of comedians. And it brings me to the fan question, which was, we were talking hip-hop last week. Um, we talked movies recently, and they were like, yo, 
what you guys haven't done is your Mount Rushmore of stand-up comedians. Stand-up comedians. Ooh, yes. So with Eddie Murphy having the movie and everything, I was like, okay, this is a good time to slide in that question. Stand-up comedian Mount Rushmore. And I'm telling you, one, no one after 1998 is in this one. No. And I'm being mm. generous with 98. Yeah, 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 you're right. I mean, I'm not... Listen, bless Kevin Hart's heart and everything he's done. Yeah. And he's done great commercial success. He ain't he ain't it. Um honestly, the funniest comedian lately, I'd say two thousand and on, might be Cat Williams to me. Mm. Stand up. Mm. And I was a don't judge me off of this. I mean everyone's going to. But I was a huge Dane Cook fan at a point. People oh, yeah. hate Dane Cook. I'm, I'm judging you. You <laughs> hate Dane Cook, but I saw him live. Um, yeah, I, my Mount Rushmore. I mean Eddie, right? Yeah. So let's just start there. Eddie, Seinfeld, fucking love Seinfeld. Um, and his stand-up's just so free flowing. And then. I wasn't, like, Pryor is a little bit before me, but, I mean, obviously, all his specials are online. I, I like Pryor's specials. But I, I got to put him on there just out of respect because it's not a personal list, right? It's just the Mount Rushmore. So Pryor fucking love Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac or Carlin, my last one? Hmm. And that's my four? George was a funny motherfucker. Him and Pryor are very similar to me. Where like Pryor could say some real black shit and make white people laugh because you just understood it. And Carlin was the same way. Like he he's just a white dude, but he don't give a fuck. You could be any race, any culture, and and you understand that shit. Carlin is out there for me, and I like Seinfeld more than most people. A lot of people wouldn't put Seinfeld on the list. Yeah, I don't. Um, my four are just all black people. That's fair. Uh, it's Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, uh, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle. Oh, Chris Rock. There's Fuck n- me. There's no way I could leave Chris Rock off of this. No, list. no, no. I gotta, I gotta figure something out. Yeah, I went back and was watching Never Scared again. I was like, oh my god. I watch that shit all the time. Yeah, Chris Rock got to take four. Sorry, Carlin. Yeah, Carlin. And I love Bernie. They got to be out. Chris Rock got to be on there. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean. Rock and I have to put Chappelle, man, because I've never not laughed at a Chappelle stand-up, and I'm going back to Def Comedy Jam days. His yeah. brand of stand-up comedy was just different. It's very. Like, he's not as funny to me as Bernie is. See, as a stand-up comedian. And, and here's the thing, like, and I and I think Bernie, I just wish Bernie got to do more. Yeah, like more specials, like where you could see like a full hour set of Bernie. Yeah, because like. But, like Bernie, obviously, original Kings of Comedy was incredible. But if yep. you watch him on Def Comedy Jam, he was incredible. If he got as many stand-ups as D.L. Hewley, and I and I really enjoy D.L. Hewley. Do you? Yes. Oh boy! When I say I can't skip his part fast enough on original really? Kings of Comedy, I do not enjoy D.L. Hewley at all. I do not find him funny at all as I a like stand-up D.L. comedian. I like D.L., but I think Bernie. There's two people on that could have. I mean, there's actually three. Robin Harris, he died way too soon. That oh. motherfucker is hilarious. Hilarious. Patrice O'Neal. <laughs> Patrice O'Neal. 
Patrice is so fucking fire. His clips still today on like that surface on Twitter have me dying. Bruh, Elephant in the Room, like I can watch that a million times. His he's just with the pencil in his head. It's a cat. <laughs> the cat's got a pencil in his head. Oh my yep. god! Like and Bernie Mac, they they passed away, and I feel like yeah, they were older, but they still had a lot more to give. So I give it to Chappelle because like Killing Me Softly, like he was just. There was so much truth that was scattered in Chappelle. And I know, like, Chappelle, as he's gotten older and he turned some people off with his method of comedy, but that's kind of what happens. The other person who gets close is Bill Burr. Bill Burr is fucking hilarious. Bill Burr is cool. Ah, Bill Burr, Bill Burr is incredible. But he's not on he, Like, Mount Rushmore's four. So I got, like, Bill Burr and George Carlin and, and Robin Harris and who else am I missing? Dick Gregory um, and eh, Red Fox, but... Robin. Yeah, Red Red is cool. Red, I think Red Fox. I I laugh more at Red Fox, maybe because I just haven't seen enough of the standups. But to me, Red Fox is like a funny ass actor. Well, see, like well, everything he's in, like I love Red Fox, but standup doesn't really hit me with Red Fox. The only thing reason why I'm leaving Red Fox off of this list, and it's weird because he could be, and I grew in you know little known fact about me, Red Fox and my grandfather were like super tight. Like, they were friends. I went to Red Fox's house when I was, like, four. And so he was, like, part of our family, extended family. And so I listened to his albums all the time as a kid, <laughs> him and Richard Pryor. And people will say blasphemy to me not putting him on this list. And I can agree with you. I would need to go back and watch a bunch of Red Fox. Um, but I just put Dave because there was just... In modern times, I think Dave just kind of changed the game for a lot of people. And he was kind of an underdog, too. Another person who has a great stand-up and doesn't make this list is Jamie Foxx. You love you some Jamie, too. I think, dog, I think Jamie, like, I, need, I might need security. Talk, <laughs> when he talks about getting that fight with LL Cool J. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie is incredible. Like, Jamie is all, it's, it's really hard. But I think the undoubtedly, it's, it's, you can't do a stand-up list without Pryor and Eddie Murphy. You just no. can't. And I think Chris Rock, like you mentioned, yes. Chris Rock is up there too. Like, I mean, that run of what, like three or four specials? Yeah. Were just incredible. Like, right. it, it didn't miss. And if anybody out there tries to leave Eddie Murphy off the list, I'd punch you in the face. Because Raw no. and Delirious are two of the funniest stand-ups of all time, bar none. Yeah. I mean. He's incredible. He transcended fucking comedy like stadium tours on comedy no. i mean look man delirious look i watched all this shit when i was a kid and i still laugh at him dropping the ice cream today i still laugh at his drunk father today i know eddie Mur i can recite like if you had guys at so time she's taking half yo half that shit is so funny and so so true dude dude i could recite raw from front to back it would annoy the shit out of all of you delirious too i don't care eddie murphy Ed, in them goddamn leather suits untouchable he's untouchable so that being said rock murphy prior the fourth one i put Sh dave Chappelle there but it could be red fox it could be george carlin it could be it could be interchangeable but those those three can't touch them yeah man damn there's so much he where does then, because we, we talk about like new hip hop artists all the time and how many can hold their weight and climb the ranks of all time hip hop, where does a, a Kevin Hart fall in? Um, I like his Kevin. first two or three were 
were really dope. Not that they're bad. This last one was cool. I liked. I really liked this last one because I'm old and washed, so it made, yeah, it made yeah. perfect <laughs> sense to me. My thing about Kevin Hart is this. If Kevin isn't making comedy about himself and his life, he struggles. Mm. It, it really depends on what's going on with him. He's so really he's good the at comedy version of Drake. Exactly. Eddie Murphy can talk about fucking anything. Bernie Mac, anything. Yeah. Richard Pryor, anything. Kevin Hart, it has to be very close to what's going on in his life. So when the comedy's not good, it's nothing interesting really going on in his life. When the comedy is great, like him being old and washed or uh, the, the you know grown little man, it's very personal story. So Kevin, Kevin, I mean, he's done phenomenal. He sells a ton of records. It's very Drake-ish. But Kevin isn't saying a lot in between the lines. Like Richard Pryor, when it came to social commentary, and that's kind of why I put Chappelle in rock in the, in the same space. When it came to social commentary, incredible. Dave Chappelle talking about sprinkles some crack on it. That's why you love Bill Burr, I'm guessing, too. Yes, Bill Burr and Bill Burr's fucking <laughs> hilarious. No, he's, he's just, funny. He's just fucking hilarious. Uh, I'm also, like, low-key. I love, like, if anybody's ever watched Bob Saget's first stand-up. Oh. Yo, blew my mind. Because I was like, well, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I was like, Bob Saget curses. <laughs> it's, it's not even that. It's the cadence of the comedy. Because it's just a nonstop, free-flowing form of filth. Yeah. And it just it, it's just sporadic and random. You're like, that's not Danny Tanner. No. It scarred shout a lot out. of people. It fucked me up when I watched it. I love it. Shout though. out to Daniel Tosh, who took that whole the whole swag. Yeah, he really yeah, did. Yeah, so, like, and I, I like Daniel Tosh, but it's like, oh, this shit's just, in terms of style, I was like, oh, I know where you got this from, my man. You know who else is a really good stand-up comedian? We can move on. He Trevor Noah. If you've never watched a Trevor Noah stand up, oh, I would yeah. highly I would highly suggest you do so. Just because you watch the Daily Show, you're like, ah, he's funny. Yo, go watch the man's stand-ups. That's probably one of the newer comedians that I, I really enjoy. Trevor Noah is hilarious. Trevor Noah is funny. Um man, I forgot my, my dude's name. What's the African dude? Who, Michael Blackson? No, not Blackson. <laughs> what I say, not Blackson. Uh oh my god, I forgot his name. Uh, I'll, I'll D-Ray Davis is funny as well. D-Ray's okay. I like D-Ray. <laughs> I mean, he's not on my Mount Rushmore or anything. But I, yeah, I, like, I do find he would be, be on my Mount Rushmore of new oh, comedians. Yo, new school. Gerard Carmichael. That motherfucker is sick. Oh, Godfrey. Is what I, I like Godfrey. You like Godfrey? No. I, Godfrey's I mean, fucking funny. New school. Gerard Carmichael. It's still criminal that they canceled the Carmichael show. I've heard good things about that. I never watched it. Duh, man, go back and watch that shit. Now. <laughs> nah, nah, yo, he is. Ah, man. So if you had to go new school, who's the four? 2000 on. I don't know. Gerard Kevin Hart is on. Kevin Hart, Gerard Carmichael, 2000 on. Um, 2000. So I got to put Cat Williams. Cat Williams, Kevin Hart. Is there no women? Yes. Um, you know uh, who's hor- like? It's fucking crazy. But I laughed all the time. Lisa Lampanelli specials used to have me fucking dying. And I'm not sure if you could do that anymore in 2021. But it was incredible. Oh, Ali Wong is hilarious. Ali Wong is hilarious. 
She is. She the, she might have to be on like two thousand and all. She, she is, is funny. Wow, she's hilarious. yo the pregnant special was yes comedy, Bruh. But that, that's that's some grown folk shit though. Like, yeah. like when you have kids, like she was spitting real shit. My God, she's yo Ali Wong is she's yeah incredible. <laughs> yeah, man, comedy comedy. I'd say has aged and continued probably even better than hip-hop or any musical genre where there hasn't been a drastic fall-off no man it, it just gets in you know, stand-up comedy it's more challenging just like hip-hop as the years go on because it's built on being offensive in a way so you know it challenges comedians to scale it back a little bit because you can't say the things that eddie murphy yeah. was saying in 2021 you just well, can't hip hop too like you can't make an m&m album yeah, no you can't like I, I was listening to marshall mathers lp the other day and i was like oh yeah i get it i get it when people listen to it now it's like i can't listen to this i get it even though yeah. i can like i'll listen to kill you every day and i listen <laughs> but i get it like i get it you can't do that shit today when i watched eddie murphy raw i was like i've been waiting and it hasn't happened yet for somebody some 20 year old to go back and was like did you see what eddie murphy did in 1983 like he was talking about gay yes he did yeah. he hasn't been canceled though so it is what it is not for that if, if he gets canceled for something else they'll Tie that up into a nice little bow, though. Yeah. And put it right in there. So, yeah, no, comedy has aged just gracefully. Like, stand-up comedians. You know who's not that funny to me? Adam Sandler. Before we move on. No, Adam Sandler's not a good stand-up comedian. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. No, I don't get it. People love that shit though. He breaks out the guitar. Not like I don't, I don't know. Like it's it's not for me. But I've seen people like uh, my wife's family goes and watches him live. Like really? every time he's in Vegas. Yeah, no thanks. I don't I don't get it. So uh yeah, no, comedy is ag- aged gracefully. Um this is great topic I think to start off today's show so shout out for the suggestion out there. When we come back it's time to talk pro wrestling and we're kicking it off with AEW. See if the old man can change my mind on me being eh, about the product the past month. So you guys stay right there we'll be right back. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed. 
Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back, and we were going to talk AEW first, or actually, it makes more sense to recap what happened first. So, Dre, we're going to talk about Elimination Chamber that happened last Sunday. I feel like there's a WWE pay-per-view every other week at this point. Um, I thought this was the last one heading into WrestleMania. It is not. We have another pay-per-view, which is like, I don't know, Road Stop or some shit coming up in March so we'll be building towards that I am sure but with Elimination Chamber I feel like we can just go down the card and talk about what happened it starts in the kickoff show John Morrison beats Elias Mustafa what is it? Mustafa Ali and Ricochet to be added to the United States Championship match later on in the night because Keith Lee is battling something so best of wishes to Keith Lee First and foremost, um, to get back in the ring, just get back to work. I hope he's healthy and uh, he can get back at it soon. But in the kickoff show, it's weird. Morrison won this, but every highlight was on my boy Ricochet. It makes no sense. You know, I mean, this match was basically who's going to eat the pin in the United in the in the, uh, the U.S. title match. That's fine all it was. By, fine by me, but Ricochet actually had a program with the Hurt Business that lasted what, like f- three months, until Cedric turned on him. Yeah, but you listen. Would have been smart to add him in there, add just, to the story he had beef. Just give it up. It's over for Ricochet. He's incredible, but he was putting no, this put him on Raw at least. Yeah, to and do he what? Got, got nerfed by the giant almost. He is a high end jobber now, unfortunately. That's what he is. He's the best jobber out there. I, listen, I know you love <laughs> it, but it su- It just sucks. It like, does. you watch him because he's an incredible talent, and here we are watching him doing all this crazy shit, and John Morrison gets the pin. Yep. So, whatever. Uh, like, and then, you know, and he got the pin on Ali, which is. All of this is kind of baffling to me. This entire pay-per-view as we go down it, it was just... There were some people that really enjoyed it. I really did not. Really? I, I didn't think it, it was bad. It wasn't bad. It just was kind of pointless to me. The whole thing was pointless. It could have been an episode of Raw. Ooh. Or SmackDown. Yeah, that's tough because we talk about the opening match of the main card. Elimination Chamber um, to see who gets an immediate title shot for the Universal Championship. And I thought this match was really good. Did in you? terms of yeah, in terms of what elimination chambers can be. Listen, not in the scope of like, oh my god, four star, five star match, right? But I have a very low bar for elimination chambers anyway. It's very hard to make one entertaining. And I thought this one was entertaining. But you look at the names in there, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Jay Uso, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, King Corbin. Like 
they all served a purpose and I thought it was done as well as could possibly be outside of sometimes it taking like 10 minutes to let someone into this into the chamber yeah like the clock broke on several occasions I didn't the reason why I didn't like the smash is not because of the talent I thought the talent was great I thought it was long as shit and my bigger issue with it is when you do an elimination chamber the only way that these things really work if you're telling stories within stories there was no story here it was just a bunch of work yeah. That I didn't care about. And then once you got, like, thank God they got Corbin out of there. Because I still can't figure out why the fuck he was in the match to begin with. Couldn't and tell you. It was, an, it was a diet ROH match is what we were watching. And yeah. in some ways that's great. But there were stories that weren't told. Right? Like, you, first of all, you should have replaced Corbin with Nakamura. Then we would have yeah. had something that was, that was great. But what did we come away with? The match ends. Daniel Bryan wins. He's got like this injury, and he gets fed to Roman Reigns to, pro- to progress a storyline, which could have happened on a Raw or a SmackDown, right? Like that's all we did was have this really long match to get a squash match. Yeah, I mean, it just makes Roman Reigns seem more heelish because the key is is he didn't have to start the match right after the Chamber, even though I knew he would. But it could have went first and last, right? Like that's. When you put this match out first, you could be like, okay, Daniel Bryan can heal up, limp out later on in the night, and then wrestle Roman Reigns in the match. But Roman didn't give him that opportunity. He came right out and was like, nah, we're wrestling right now. And that's the great heel thing to do. And the story being told in the chamber, by the way, was Kevin Owens versus Jey Uso. Arm caught in the chamber. Kevin Owens gets eliminated that way. So there is a story. The other one had no story. So if we want to talk about no story, the second match had no story. But so here again, here's my issue. What does this match do for Daniel Bryan? Nothing. There's no, there's no no, like where he goes. Yeah, there's no like, oh, I'm going to get my revenge. That it's over, right? What does this match do for Cesaro, who was really hot coming into this match? Nothing. Don't know yet. No. Nothing. Like, yeah, Kevin Owens and and Jey Uso. uh, Okay. Is that what we're gonna do at WrestleMania? All right, fine. I mean, we feel it feels like we're heading into a multi-man match at WrestleMania for something. Don't know what, but it feels like the, you got to do something with these guys. So that's why I said this could have been done on like a SmackDown because it could. We just had a gauntlet match on Raw that ended up being the Elimination Chamber, which was stupid as shit. Yeah. So we had this match with tremendous talent, and there were some great spots in the match. But it was really long for no reason other than to feed Daniel Bryan to Roman Reigns. And we said it before. You want to get Roman Reigns over as a heel? Beat the shit out of Daniel Bryan. That's what he did. But you could have done that on, You could have done it on SmackDown. You didn't need this long chamber unless you told me another story that I cared about. And, and they there wasn't did. one. With that's, Roman Reigns, you finally get Edge making his choice. That's after the chamber. On Reigns. I'm just saying that the talent in the chamber didn't get a chance to tell a story. It was a vehicle to get to Roman and Edge, which we all knew was going to happen, right? Yeah. We all we all knew Edge was going to choose him. So that's the, it's not the work that I'm knocking. I'm knocking the length of the match and the fact that I didn't come away from the chamber match going, oh yeah, I really want to see a Cesaro versus Owens feud or something. Give me something. They gave me nothing. I don't know what Daniel Bryan does from here. He got nerfed. I yeah, don't know. I, don't know. I mean they. It's not a bad way to lose after you just did a grueling 30-minute match. So, I mean, he could go on and be into 
a perfectly fine program. But yeah, now nah, he's not going to be in the title program, which is usually what happens when you go through a 30-minute grueling long-ass match. Right, because it, it brings me all the way back to Shinsuke Nakamura. Why did he go through that gauntlet, be the last man in there, only for them to put Adam Pierce over, and then Nakamura has done nothing since? Yeah, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Here's why. They're cannibalizing SmackDown for Roman Reigns. If you ever notice, Roman Reigns opens every SmackDown. Every SmackDown, he opens SmackDown. Talking. Talks for a really long time. He's really good at it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's not bad. No. Anymore. He, like the, the sessions are really good, but then you watch the rest of SmackDown, and you're like, well, what is, else is there to care about? Right? You, like, Big E... Again, oh, Biggie was wildly entertaining last week. Well, well, the question is, and this, this is what I'm telling you because I've had to figure this out because I had to ask Biggie this. He has not defended that title on a pay per view yet. Matter of fact, he's only wrestled a one on one match once since the Thunderdome at a pay per view, and that was against Sheamus. That's crazy. They're not even on the same brand. No, but that was his last show before they split him up. You remember he had the feud with Sheamus, and then Sheamus yeah. went to Raw. That's the last time he's wrestled a one-on-one match at a pay-per-view. I ain't gonna lie. That might be, like, September. <laughs> like, that's deep. That's crazy. So, it's like, if you have SmackDown, and I get it. It's the Roman Reigns show, which I don't mind. And Kevin Owens has been extraordinary. I don't mind. But now we're heading into WrestleMania. And, yeah, it seems like we're going with Apollo Crews versus Big E. But what else are we doing? We, you have Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Nakamura, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn still running around with the IC, I'm the IC champion shirt. What are these guys doing? Give them that something to do. That sets up for a nice multi-man match. But for what? For the IC title. But it's Apollo Crews and Big E is the program. You shouldn't muddle and that Sammy program. Zane. But Sammy's not even really involved. Sammy's involved. He handcuffs himself outside. I'm He's just, a true IC champ. I'm just saying that, that there's there's no like... Re- you, what makes WrestleMania's really good one-on-one feuds. Like... Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels, right? Didn't need to have yeah. a title on the line. It just needed to be a good feud. They could have established something with like Cesaro and Daniel Bryan, right? Where they did like yeah. a best of seven and it culminated at WrestleMania. I'd have been here for that because they yeah. would have killed each other and I would have loved it. But they've you, could, insta- you could do some weird Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, Nakamura because Daniel Bryan has been wrestling both of them, right? Like, yeah. And then Cesaro and Nak were tag team. For tag team champs, but they never really explained why they broke up. So like, you could create some tension there and have a great three three way match right there. I just look. I'm just. I don't like shoving a bunch of talent into a match just to have a match because the best matches always still are one on one matches. It's yep. very rare that you get a really 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 good triple threat. Very rare. So it could be done though. It With can those three, be. It could be done. It can be, but it I'm just saying. It doesn't have to be a five-people match. No, know, but like, but, but they're so they're so overloaded with talent that they could tell some other stories in the process. So yeah. that being said, Elimination Chamber, it was okay because all it did was just feed somebody to Roman to get Edge out there to spear Roman and say this is the WrestleMania match, which we all knew was coming. Yeah, um, I expected that, so it didn't bother me. Uh, but I like that match. I understand your gripe where it didn't tell a story within the story. The story is just Roman Reigns. Which, yeah, maybe SmackDown, the entire story is just Roman Reigns. It is. Watch SmackDown. You'll be like, wow. Outside so, of Apollo Crews killing Big E with some steps, I don't remember anything else on SmackDown. The Street Profits. Bianca, really... Sasha. Well, yeah, okay, okay. We'll get to that in a second. You're right. Oh, I yeah, forgot about that. that. But, but, yeah. The, the Street Profits? Man, what, what's going on? 
I thought they were building back up to challenge for the titles, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out either. Um, next match, we had Riddle versus Bobby Lashley to move back to the Raw side of things. Um, and John Morrison, who was randomly entered into this match. And it boils down with John Morrison taking the pin, Lashley being highly upset, Riddle escaping with the United States Championship after about a month and a half of getting nerfed by Bobby Lashley. Listen, time to get off the power Riddle. Let's see what he got as a champion. I, I, I saw it on Raw. It wasn't bad. No, it's like not. He, he had the little scooter. It was funny. It, again, though, you got to give him more depth than just the comedy guy. Like yeah. you, you got to be able to turn it on and off. And that's what makes someone so scary when you're like, oh, this happy-go-lucky person is so happy. But if you piss them off, they flip. And that's real life, right? That's that's what people connect to. Like, yo, it's the quiet ones you got to watch out for. Or, oh, yo, the stoner friend is always cool. But if you fuck with him, he could beat your ass. Like, that, they have to add that part in there. And we'll see. They got five weeks. I, I don't see them developing that because... Again, if for that you give him Ali, if Ali hadn't, if you're not going to continue, or if you're going to blow off the New Day angle with Ali, like they did on Raw, you you need someone that man who ate the pin could have been Riddle's feud into right. it, right? And Morrison isn't that. Put someone in there who's going to take the ball and be the first heel for. Riddle. I'm okay if you give Riddle the big show spot and it was him versus Strowman. If it was Riddle, Strowman, and Lashley, and you found Riddle rolling up Strowman and Strowman being pissed. I don't want I don't want Strowman nowhere near any of this stuff, by the way. No, I mean, but he's on the roster, you gotta use him, right? Like he's no shout don't. out to Big Show who is now somewhere else. But he could be the big show spot. That's what he was on Raw anyway. Yeah, I just I'm just, you know. Anyway, moving on. So, Riddle wins. I don't know who his next feud is. He's such a great talent. I don't remember anything about this match. Like, I watched it, and I was like, it kind of just happened. I don't remember anything about it. And it sucks because, again, Riddle's incredible. Just like you said, he needs an edge. He needs a feud. He needs, like, a real real feud feud. where he's not 50-50 in it, where he's not getting nerfed every week. I just want him in a really good feud, and I don't know where they go with that. And the strange thing is... They kind of, you know, when they did this draft and they moved him to Raw, might have been better if you moved somebody like Cesaro over and those two had a few. Like, all the potential opponents are on SmackDown. SmackDown. Yeah, all the wrestling-ass wrestlers. Yeah, and that's that's where you could shine. Riddle and Cesaro? Man, give me that all day. Yeah. We're not going to get it. No, I I don't know who is there, honestly, for him to feud with. Like, even a guy, which he's completely got lost... Like, Buddy Murphy could have been cool. Um, Riddle, Seth Rollins. Like, everyone is on SmackDown. Yeah, all the wrestling-ass wrestlers are on SmackDown. Raw so, is I don't know what. I don't know. Like, unless you're counting on Keith Lee to get healthy. But then that's still babyface versus babyface. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I I mean, that's why I have a match. I just still don't know what that means. Like, what? where are you going with that? So... That was Riddle. We'll see what comes of him in the next couple of weeks. Then we have uh, Shanna Baszler and My Hole, <laughs> a.k.a. Nia Jax, um, defeating Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks 
to retain the tag team titles. I am getting real tired of Sasha Banks taking pins. Yo, how about this? Sasha took the pin at Elimination Chamber. Asuka ate the pin on Raw. Why are you pinning your champions? I don't know. And Asuka didn't even have Reginald to blame. No, but they, look, man, keep your champions strong. Stop pinning them, especially if it's not them getting pinned by somebody that's going to challenge them for the title. Yeah, Nia Jax isn't challenging any of them. No. And this match, like, the whole Reginald thing is, is really starting to irk me because I can't figure it out. Like, he's, was, he's with Carmella. Then he's now he's praising Bianca and Sasha and really praising Sasha, trying to, you know, drive a wedge between, between them, which it seems pretty obvious. But it feels like as the weeks go on, they're moving Reginald further and further away from Carmella. So I feel like something else is at hand here. Oh, I thought he was like doing this for Carmella secretly. But here's the challenge of it. Because if that's the case, because we get one more pay-per-view, which is fucking dumb. We're doing a fast lane three weeks before WrestleMania. That's yep. ridiculous. But it, it would make sense if I felt like Carmella had a chance to get involved in a match with Sasha or Bianca. She doesn't. We know what the program is. It's Sasha and Bianca. Why are we prolonging the inevitable? We know no, these. Don't you, don't you count them out for just being like, eh, it's too much blackness. You got to mix this up. No, 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 no. Here's what's here's what I fear could happen. Carmelo's out. Reginald's somehow involved in their their match at WrestleMania. Oh God, no! You don't want a guy in the match. Like mm. neither of them need a, a valet either. Look, either he's the valet, he's the special guest referee. He's going the way this is moving. He's going to be involved in their match somehow. Because how? Why do you keep doing this? You can't explain it. No, they, they can't help themselves. But to think like, oh, women, WrestleMania program, they need something. Oh, no, you need a Ronda Rousey or four of you in the match. Or you need, uh, oh, Carmella had James Ellsworth grab the briefcase for her. Like, women need help. Women can't do it by themselves. Like, they can't escape that mentality. And that's what happens when you book for an audience of one. It just, like, watching this match, as soon as Reginald came out with a champagne bottle, I was like, why is he coming out with a champagne bottle in the middle of a match? It's really stupid. And, you know, the chemistry between Bianca and Sasha was great. Like, this could have been a, just a great tag match. Yep. But as soon as he comes out while Sasha has Nia in the bank statement, I was like, oh, no. It's going to cost him a match. And then they don't want to pin Bianca because they want to keep him strong, keep her strong heading into WrestleMania. But you pin Sasha. But for what? Instead, you should have had a DQ finish. Right? Like, you should have protected them both. Yep. I just can't understand for the life of me why they keep involving Reginald, moving him away from Carmella, but keeping him involved with their feud. Last week on SmackDown, he was on their segments. There was no Carmella in those segments. Their segment was separate when he brought her the wrong wine. They're moving him away from her into their feud. That's dumb. It's short-sighted. Yeah. Neither of them need him. No, they should have a straight-up match, one-on-one, the main event, one of the nights. But some yep. is some shenanigans coming. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm sensing it. Makes no damn sense. I mean, they teased it by, before the fuck-up, he's trying to give Sasha the bottle to cheat. Right. Right? And which makes me think, like, okay, they're going to push Sasha 
into being the heel here versus face Bianca, Sasha's a great heel on her own. She doesn't need Reginald to be a heel. Carmella? Okay, maybe she needs somebody. But Sasha could talk for herself. Like, she's had the boss gimmick. She was just a heel with Bailey. She never really declared herself being a babyface. Right. She can just be who she wants to be. So I, he's unnecessary. So that shit was stupid. And then um, we have the men's elimination chamber for the title on the Raw side. Drew Mack versus AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, and Sheamus. Um, Kofi was in here to jump off of some shit. So Jeff Hardy Jeff. was in here to jump off some shit. Yeah. Um, outside of that, what do we build? Like, I thought we'd have more of a hoopla between Sheamus and Drew Mack. That didn't play out. <laughs> They've deaded it. Just like they've moved, pivoted away from what seemingly was a, a, a very easy home run with Kofi and Ali, they're moving away from what wasn't an easy home run, but it felt like like forcing the story with Sheamus and Drew. Yeah, you at least have a proper blow off of I don't, some sort. I don't, un- and this is where we always talk about shoehorning pay per views and mat- those kind of theme pay per views in the matches. Look, if you really wanted to tell the Drew Mack and Sheamus story, this should have just been a one on one match. Yeah. It was completely unnecessary to have two chamber matches. It was so st- it's overkill, and the yeah. reason and like if anybody saw or, my sporting news grade, like I graded this one higher than the other one, really off the strength of Drew Mack hitting AJ Styles with that Claymore kick during the phenomenal forearm. That was spot. Oh, that was, was legit. Yeah, but other than that, this match was like another one where I was just like, why are we doing this? Unnecessary. You know what you could have did? Put some tag teams in here because <laughs> you don't have shit for your tag team division, dude. Throw a couple tags in here. You get more people on television. It would have been okay. They've had tag team ones in the past. You might have sparked a tag team feud for WrestleMania. Hey, here's, nope. the, here's the other question. What other story did we tell in this chamber? Nothing. No, no. I thought AJ Styles was going to be part of a story. No, you didn't tell anything. Nothing, nothing. Randy Orton just lost. He loses immediately. And starts RKOing people. No fiend. I mean, the fiend wasn't even involved. No Alexa involved. No. Even though Randy starts coughing up blood the next night on uh, on Raw, and we know where we're going. Straight Papa Shango. Was tar? Yeah, tar? Blood? Yeah. I, I don't know. It was deep. Like, somebody so, somebody watched the Ultimate Warrior puking and was like, yeah, look, we should do this with Randy. Look, I have I have no hope for this Randy Orton fiend thing, because it's just... It's, it's, I don't it's, know. it's dragging just, on. Just let the fiend win. Um, and then it ends with, okay, Drew, hits the Claymore. Cool. On AJ, like the way it was going, even though AJ didn't wait for his number to be called in a pod, he just had almost ripped the back of the shit open, come in through the front, and suddenly he was in. Like that's that's allowed. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't know you could do that, but ne- neither did I. But all right, they just rolled with that. And then after the match, though, we get the cash in. But it was teased. Let's say teased earlier in the night by. Bobby Lashley, after he lost his title, you see him and MVP, or you see MVP talking to The Miz. Then, Lashley comes out after the match, beats the shit out of Drew. Miz music hits. He cashes in. He hits the skull-crushing finale. Actually, Drew kicked out of like several things. He wins the belt, holds it up. The Miz is the champion, leaving Elimination Chamber. What are we doing? Can't have two unsuccessful cashins. But what the fuck are we doing? Like, why did you give it back to him in the first place? I can't figure this out. 
I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that made no sense. That but, someone else cashed in for him, and so it wasn't him technically just to do this. Whatever. But as long as Lashley nerfs the Miz, I'm fine because it. I want it to be a straight up one on one. If it's a three way match between Lashley, Miz, and Mac Drew Mac, then that does nothing for him. All look, all of these scenarios are bad. We've already done Drew Mac and Lashley. We did it last year. Did we? Yes. Uh, two different types of character. No. No. Remember? You don't remember. No, I Drew, don't. Drew Mack, after he beat the Big Show, had a program with Lashley for the title. Oh, shit. In Hurt. the Thunderdome. Yes. Is this Lashley? Yes. We've done this already, which leads me to believe, because Drew Mack wasn't on Raw this week, he's coming down to fuck up this match. And Drew Mack, here's what I fear is going to happen. Drew Mack and Lashley are going to have a one-on-one match at Fastlane to see who challenges The Miz at WrestleMania. Ugh. No, you just, I mean, it's not shit or get off the pot. Lashley's been so protected probably since losing to Drew Mack. The man hasn't taken a pin in like eight months. Hey, I also have to call something out real quick. Give that man the belt. We'll have the second black champion. Give the man the belt. Hey, they had Lashley looking like a bad bitch on Raw with him drawn on eyebrows. (sighs) What? My grandma Julia would be proud. <laughs> well, I was like, I, I was like, yo, this is a bad bitch right here. Look at these eyebrows. God you know damn. Maybelline a- eyebrow pencil. What? Wow. I've been to CVS for many of those for my grandma. Wow. Uh, Bobby Lassie, you's a bad bitch. Um, <laughs> but look, man. That's how you know the man's about to be champion. They're like, our champion got to have fucking eyebrows, man. Somebody like, draw, draw some brows. There's no way that, that I, I don't think there's any way Miz is losing the title on Monday. And I think Drew, with Drew not being on the show at all and no mention of him, that means he's coming back to interfere in that match. Because as much as Miz won the match, it's because of Lashley that Drew Mack lost. Yep. So why wouldn't he, in a rage, come down and Claymore kick Lashley in the middle of the match and cause a DQ? Also, True. it's a random Which thought. Which would probably get a three-way match at Fastlane. And then Lashley versus Mac at no, WrestleMania. No. Lashley should be champion. I don't care if it's for five fucking weeks. Give the man the belt. I'm, look, I just don't think they're going to do it. I think they've, re- for whatever reason, they're convinced that WrestleMania is better with the Miz's champion because he can be a cowardly champion in a similar vein that Seth Rollins was, but he's not nearly as good. No. No, no, no. But I don't Miz, think I don't Miz think is built for the the two week transitional tag. I, I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. I, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I'm hope I hope Lashley nerfs him on Raw, but I just don't think that's gonna happen because you got to have a match at Fastlane, and I feel like it has to be Lashley and McIntyre in a number one contender match because if you do a triple threat, then you're gonna just run this shit back between two of them at WrestleMania. Yeah, they, I, I mean they so. do that quite often. I just don't think at WrestleMania though. I, uh, WrestleMania is not what it used to be. No, it's but, not. Yeah, sure. But the, uh, I, I, look, man, I, I just I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get why don't they know. did this. Drew should have just remained champion. They keep fucking Drew over. I don't understand. <sighs> Bro, like I, I still don't know why he lost this shit to Orton for a month. Nobody knows. They just it feels like every few weeks Vince McMahon goes ah take it off of him and then he goes ah put it back like yeah. but why are we doing this? Just let him hold the goddamn title. If we're keeping it a buck, there's no one else in the title picture on Raw. Like, they don't book anyone else strong enough. So, even if Lashley holds the belt, wins at Mania, I mean, Drew Mack's going to chase for like the next four months because they've built no one else up. They've done nothing. Keith Lee, 
should have been in the, somewhere in this program. But we, we knew that wasn't going to happen. No, no, no. So it's, I don't know, man. It's weird. That's where the main roster is. Let's hit the break, come back. We'll recap NXT and AEW before we get out of here. But, yeah, we're, we'll sit here all day trying to make sense out of this. Make sure you guys keep where you are. We're coming back. More wrestling after this. We'll get right back to the show in a second, but first, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be able to be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads to totals to teams, player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, it's the home stretch. We are back. Time for NXT talk. And, man, it will fly through NXT. But I thought it was a cool show. Not bad. Um, high points, low points. I probably have to honestly watch it back because AEW was going on at the same time and I was like watching AEW and trying to figure out what the hell they're doing over there but we get some major key points coming out in this week's Raw so we have Tony Storm challenging Io Shirai after Io Shirai beats up on um, Zoe Stark she didn't beat her up that was a good ass match it was a good match. Zoe Stark, I mean, she, she's going to be a player. She looks great in the ring. She could wrestle. She's stiff. Yeah, but she looks great. They'll get her some different ring attire, but she'll she'll be, I think, that, that ring she's primed is to horrible. Be. Yeah, it is. But she has a great look. She's got a great moveset, and she had a great match with Io Shirai. Um, you know what my question is. Where the fuck is Raquel Gonzalez? Well, next week is the tag team title match. I know. So we see. I'm just saying, do you think they're going to go to Raquel Gonzalez versus Io Shirai at some point? I'm not convinced anymore. You know, I, I, I thought so, and you always, you always just, get it. tease me, like, oh, no, why aren't they there yet? Like, what the hell's going on? I was like, yo, they're getting there. They're getting, you know what? I'm not convinced of that anymore. I, I honestly not. So, no, I'm not, I'm not positive of this. I wouldn't be surprised if they won the belts. I wouldn't either. I would not like, be surprised. Like, won the belts, and then it's just like, okay, defend those on NXT for a second. Yeah. Maybe run it back at Mania. The, dude, on some main roster, they, you know, pre-show shit. They're doing know. this whole Naomi and Lana angle right now. Is it with them as a tag team? Oof. So yeah. you never know. Yeah, but yeah, Rock. I don't know. Raquel ain't taking a pin. I'll tell you that much. No. And hopefully she does some crazy shit tonight. But no, I'm not convinced that she gets into the title picture. Um, I think actually. The Io Shirai versus, yep, Tony Storm match is scheduled for two weeks out. Yeah, the same, yeah. yeah. So the week after the tag match, so if we have a big blow off and Raquel gets pissed that they lose the match, maybe she could roll into the next week like a badass. I hope so. but And, you know, beat the hell out of Io if Io wins. Um, We have Johnny Gargano and crew 
making an appearance on this the way and it looks like we're still heading to dexter loomis versus johnny well uh, yeah loomis just he beat johnny clean yeah i don't know what that means i I don't know what it means either look the thing i was most entertained about who should really be in this match even though they're both heels cameron grimes yo he was hilarious (laughs) try it with the million dollar man spot (laughs) I, I, i said it before he's great the top hat bothered me, but now it's just a part of who he is. He is great. Put the title on him because he's he's also a tremendous wrestler. But this whole his whole show, like I was like, this is great. Him and Gargano would give us a fantastic match, but yeah, I guess we're going with Loomis. Whatever. Yeah, I, I don't know what Loomis is. It's it's weird. They can do a blow off before this again. I'm hoping that somehow. This ends up in Johnny versus Austin Theory, and not Loomis for the title. By the time we get to Mania, yeah, it's just Theory just hasn't done enough for me to be like, oh, that'd be a good feud. Not yet. I don't know. He wrestles ass off. That could be like the coming out party, more so than Loomis. Um, then we have Karrion Cross or Santos Escobar. I still don't understand what we're doing here. I think this was it. Yeah, but but- it, it was a uh, Karrion Cross is fucking. Just unstoppable man. It was three of them versus Carrion, and he finds a way to win. Even though Santos Escobar looked strong through moments, he worked on the arm, whatever. But there was just no stopping Carrion Cross. I, the question is, like, he's clearly, as of right now, he's not going to be in the title picture during Mania weekend. So where are we going with this? I don't know. Not to say it's a bad. I think Cross is. I I, I prefer they would have kept him away from the title to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Because then we wouldn't be complaining. Like, when exactly. is he going to get back? Exactly. I I'd be totally fine if this was. If there was no. If I wasn't thinking about him getting the title that he never lost back, I'd be fine with this. But now that it's happening, I'm sitting there going, "Well, you can't just put him in the title picture. It doesn't make sense." And this was a weird match because you kind of positioned him as a babyface. He just overcame three heels. Yeah, you did. Uh, it was very babyface-ish. It's weird. It's very weird what we're doing. I, I think Karen Cross is tremendous, but I think he's yeah. better suited as a heel. Same thing with like Champa. Better suited yeah, as a he heel. He needs to beat the shit out of somebody. I don't. I don't know. I don't know where we're going with that. Um, and then Adam Cole comes out. You know, tries to apologize for a second. Um, Kyle O'Reilly obviously didn't show up. He is out for a second. We get Roddy coming out. And then Finn Balor coming in, trying to attack um, Adam Cole. That leads to Roddy kind of getting the brunt of Finn Balor's rage. Then Cole super kicking Finn Balor, taking him out for like 10 minutes with one super kick, if anyone cared to remember that. And then Cole and Roddy in the ring, they hug it out for a second. Cole super kicks Roddy. Undisputed over. So I'm very curious. Is and this isn't a complaint? I'm just wondering. Is this going to be a fatal four-way match for the title at WrestleMania? Fuck that. Mean it'd be a good match, but what does Roddy have to be in that match? It just feels weird to leave him out, though, right? Like if that's the direction you're going. I mean, I because me personally, I prefer Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole one on one, right? And you pivot. Balor away, but they're, they're not doing that. He's no. Cole's going after the title, but like I said, maybe they have that title match sooner. Kyle Riley returns, 
beats the shit out of Cole. Yeah, and then you have the one-on-one match. Yeah, but then you got to build Finn a new feud in three weeks. And maybe that's where Cross comes in, but you just played Cross as oh, a baby face. Oh, he could attack him. Yeah. No, it, I mean, yeah. It's, it, I, I don't I know. I think you, you, you can always say you built Cross as just a monster. I just couldn't be stopped. I feel like what they're doing is giving themselves some outs. They don't know what they're going to do with TakeOver yet. That's how I feel. I feel like they're looking at it as like, ah, maybe we'll go this way. Like, they're giving themselves yeah. a few directions to go. So, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't be... I don't know. Like, a Balor, O'Reilly, Cole? Yeah, it'd be a really good triple threat. But, man, the blood feud is O'Reilly and Cole. And I think those two will just deliver. I just don't know yeah. what you do with Roddy. If you do a fatal four-way between them, be one hell of a match... Like it, it would, and for carrying cross, maybe, maybe you just you pull the trigger on L.A. Knight, because a lot of people lose their NXT debuts, right? Like, but you you get a big pop. Like, it, it's no shame to lose like your first match or feud in NXT. They'll build you right back up. You're you're fine. But maybe they make L.A. Knight feel like a big deal and coming against carrying cross and carrying wins. I don't know. I don't know. I'm intrigued. Um, I'm not saying anything. L.A. Knight's the. They they got that in the pocket because you know yeah. the man can work TV. He's cutting promos every week. You're fine. I hate his name, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, what Eli Drake or what? Like, fuck, it was. It, it's not the best of names anyway. I'm like, just saying, I'm just saying, La Knight. It's really cool. Yeah, man. I mean, it's okay. What Eli Drake wasn't incredible. Like, people have corny names. It's fine. It's pro so, wrestling. So, I mean, to summarize, like NXT is it's fine. It's not bad. I, I'm intrigued no. by where any all this stuff is going. Even Zia Lee. Like I, I, I keep saying I enjoy watching what she's doing, nerfing. Yeah. The Matt. creepy lady is dope to me. Yeah. I you know, I don't know how long they it, they keep going with it before they eventually ditch it, because that's what WWE does, is they'll bring something out as a prop and then it just disappears one day. It's like, what happened to the old lady sitting in the chair? It yeah. just goes away. But all the while, like NXT was a solid it was a solid show. No, it was. Um this is better than what they were doing a month and a half ago. Yeah. Where it's like, I don't know what they're doing, but it makes no sense. This is, I don't know what they're doing, but I can't wait to see. Like, there's just multiple options. It's like the old uh, Animorphs books. It's like, yo, you could take this one and go this way, or the Goosebump style joints. Like, it, it's like that. It's like, okay, it's leading somewhere. So, I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, and then we have AW Dynamite. Yo, I. It's so top heavy. I called it mid the other day in our group chat. And people were like, oh my God. Justin Ivy and uh, Danny Acosta are just like, mid? What do you mean? Like, yo, it's, it's not good. It's not bad. It's mid. Like, it's average to me. Like, the main event every week knocks. Um, Kenny Omega is money and Moxley is money in the main event. But. Everything below that, I'm just not invested in. I mean, I I thought Ray Phoenix and Lance Archer was excellent. Main event, yes. Ray Phoenix has been in two main events. Yes, great. I thought, and, and I, every week the main event knocks. And I enjoyed, I, like the packages with Darby Allen and Sting, like the video package of Sting driving the car, dragging Darby Allen's body in the body bag back across. I thought it was dope. And I thought Sting doing the Stinger Splash. I was like, all right, I'm with it. Tony Schiavone calling it. I liked it. Um, there wasn't too much that I, I necessarily didn't like. I mean, I'm never going to like this whole Cody and uh, the Jade Cargill and Shaq angle. I, just, I think I'll never just like it. I think I like FTR and Jurassic Express. I uh, See, I'm not like overly into that one either. 
I, I like it because I like Jungle Boy, and I think that they, we're gonna have a really <laughs> fun match out of these guys. Um, the Adam Page, the Hangman Page thing, I'm. Yeah. I don't Listen, know about Dark that. Order was great. Dark Order was Brody's thing. I think we can just let it go. It's I hard. I don't. I don't know. I think the Dark Order could or, have some juice as a babyface faction. Or I let the Muscle Hamster be the leader. Love I don't John. Think Silver. John Silver's yeah. great. Yeah, like I don't. I don't think Paige has to be that guy. But uh, looking at the rest of the show, I didn't think it was a bad show. And actually, um, uh, Britt Baker and um, Nyla. Yes, they had a really fucking good match. Mm, they lost me in like the first three minutes, and then I started paying attention to NXT. Go back and watch. Go back and watch that match. It was a really good match. It was a really, yeah. especially the final stretch. It was really good. It was a really good match. So, I like I enjoyed AEW. It was better than last week's. I thought last week's was very mid, outside of the main event. This week, I thought. We're getting close to the revolution. The young bucks like, with their fa- fa- father, with their dad, there. like I'm fine with that. Blood and shit. That shit was kind of like whack to me. Like one, why is LAX out? Okay, so LAX goes out there to then just take two super kicks and further the feud between MJF and and fucking Chris Jericho for the Bucks. Look, but LAX just get punked out. Look, look, look. We all can agree that LAX needs to have their own program. But it's not here, and we're going with MJF and Chris Jericho versus the Bucks. I don't mind this match. I don't mind them beating up the dad. But we all agree that LAX deserves better. We all yeah. Th- that's it's un- time for Jericho and MJF to split. Like it, it was well, cool I for think a that's, second. I think that's what we're about to get to. Finally, you said that for three months. <laughs> fi- I think we're finally. Gonna, if, if it doesn't okay. get there after this, then I don't know what to tell you. But it feels like this has to be it with them. Yeah. What, what about your boy Jake Hager? Oh, they could keep him off it my was goddamn. Brandon television. Cutler with a dragon mask. Yeah, just just keep him. Just keep Hager off my television completely. Um, um, I think we're. About I think Cassidy put in a good match against Hangman, though. We kind of skipped over that. That was a good one-on-one match. He did, and you know, I feel like like okay, I'm not gonna go too far ahead, but I feel like Moxie's about to be put on the shelf because Renee Young is about to have a baby, and I think he loses the he loses the U.S. title to Kenta. And he loses this match to Omega in a bad way that puts him on the shelf. But I think what we're about to have happen, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I hope, is that Rusev is about to get a push. I keep calling him Rusev. Miro is about <laughs> to get a push. I think because now, once you clear Moxley out of the title picture, yeah, you can move Miro into it comfortably. As a baby face? I don't know. And I don't know which way you go with him. But I don't you got know either. Like they haven't told me anything through this wedding, fucking angle where he's the best man. Like I, I don't know what he is. It seemed like he had more of an edge during that interview today. Yeah. But that I'm not looking forward to that match either. Like as long as I just want Miro to nerf everyone in that tag match. I mean, I think they're they're getting ready to do something with him. I feel like it's it's almost <laughs> obvious to the point where. Because he's too good, but you had they had to shoot put him in a stupid angle to begin with. But as time goes on and you start clearing things out, like they're in a really tough spot because they got a lot of talent. But he's too good to not do nothing with for after Revolution. He needs to be shit, man. He needs to get the damn TNT title. To be honest with you, him nerfing Darby Allen would be great. But then where do you put an entire Taz faction? Like oh, there's. Three people in that fucking faction Dude, involved I'm, in this thing. Oh, by the way, I'm not overly sold on this Matt Hardy thing. 
Well, that's what we talked like about. Like Money Matt Matt? Hardy, Matt. Yeah, Matt Hardy, Adam yeah. Page. I don't. I don't know. Who's yeah. Doing that. No, I don't. Well, I, I thought you meant Adam Page, Dark Order early. No, no, no. I don't I'm understand talking, that either. I was talking about Adam Matt Page, Hardy, Adam Page. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, but I feel like Miro is probably going to get some kind of push here at some point. I mean, you kind of have to. Like, you kind of have to. But yeah, give the man a good match. How about that? Like, let's establish him as yo. By the way. Remember, WWE wasn't using him well, and he can fucking go. Yeah, he Let's can just give him matches. a good match. I think the, the, one, the one person I'm really curious about right now is what are they doing with Will Hobbs? He's the third wheel of that satisfaction. Yeah, huh? but, you, man, listen. you they It's like, in a way, you watch it and be like, God damn, they got so much talent, they need a second show. But they have AEW Dark, but nobody really watches it. So it's nah. like... It feels like Hobbs, Cage, Ricky starts to be running another show, right? Like they feel like they're good enough to be the leaders on another show. Yeah, they're they're good enough not to lose an angle to sixty-two year old Sting. Uh, I mean, look. I'm, I mean, heels I'm, lose, right? Fuck it. I understand. I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested in that match, but I'm just saying with Starks, Cage, and Hobbs, sixty-two year old Sting. Hey, look, Undertaker's a thousand years old, and he used to go. I don't over. want to see his old ass either. Well, he, he's he's or, been going over Goldberg. forever. They've been going yeah. over forever. Um, but Sting in a street fight, if he hits him with a bat, ah, all right, fine. But I'm just saying, Cage, Starks, Hobbs, Taz feels like something that can be very major, but it's very minor because you have so much talent on that roster. Yeah, Scorpio Sky's not even getting real too. Yeah, like Ray Phoenix is fucking incredible. And he just lost to Lance Archer, which means he won't be in the Revolution ladder match, which is nuts. Because how do you keep the guy who does everything off a ladder out of a ladder match? But whatever. Yeah, I don't get that. They got, they got to figure it out. I don't think AEW is bad. I don't think it's mid either. I think there's some things that I don't like. But in a two-hour show, I'm fine with it. It's just like NXT where there's going to be something I don't like. But yeah. for the most part, the show is good. It's better than Raw and SmackDown. Oh, it's way better than Raw. Um SmackDown has been okay. I mean, Roman Reigns keeps SmackDown afloat. Yeah, Roman Reigns, Big so E, Sasha Banks. Like, yeah. I mean, a ki- two weeks ago, I got a Daniel Bryan Cesaro match that went like 15 minutes. Like, I, I'm good with SmackDown right now. Like, I mean, if Raw, I had to nick Raw's Bank, the I'm, worst. I'm straight. We know that. We, yeah, Raw, Raw's the shit. It's like, the, the worst. The bottom of the bottom. Yeah. Um, no, AEW, it's just, I would say over the past month, it's just been average. And. My exact statement was, I'm okay with it as long as they deliver at Revolution, in which I fully believe they will. Because leading up to NXT TakeOver, I felt the same way. You felt it. Like, yo, some of the booking was weird. It's like, yo, the week, weekly storylines were kind of odd. Yo, what is TakeOver going to be? Boom, it delivers. No problem. We come out of it. Now the storylines start clearing up, making sense. Right. As long as Revolution does that, I'm good. And I believe Revolution would. They don't give me any reason to doubt that their pay-per-view is going to be good outside of a fucking Shaq angle and possible big show. I mean, sh- yeah, the Shaq angle is a clearly it's going to be on next week, so we don't have to worry about their Revolution. And big show, yeah, I think he's going to do more commentary than matches because that's what he's always wanted to do. So I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at either. I think and, big show's funny. Yeah, and smart people in the building. The more smart people you can get in the building... You're okay, because that's still the other thing of, it's still very much so wrestlers booking wrestlers and booking themselves. Like, they kind of need, like, this buffer layer, right? Like, more of the Arn Anderson's behind stage, Big Show, um, what, Dustin Rhodes, 
never has to wrestle another day in my life and I'll be fine. But just use him backstage. Like, let's do more of that. Less of Kenny Omega booking the women. Like, kind of just let the talent be talent right now. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to the millionaire boss man, Tony Khan. But yeah, let's also let guys who've been in the business, not just a fan, like guys who've been in the business for 40 years, have a little more input. Mm, that can be dangerous. You got to have a room. Like... Like a room of decision makers. I mean, they Not have one at talent. WWE, and you see how that works out. Yeah, one guy went power hungry. Went? Is? Been. Been. Forever. Been. Forever? <laughs> That's WWE slogan. WWE forever. Yeah, then now yeah. forever Vince. Like, yeah. Tony Khan is still a fan, so it's like... Which is cool. It's just... you. I think you just need a, a broader room. And they're bringing smart people in. So that's my point. They're bringing smart people and veterans into the building. So if he's just doing commentary, not on TV, like, cool. More smart people in the building. Makes sense to me. So I like it. And uh, Paul White, hopefully they call him the giant next week. Uh, that's all I'm waiting for. And he smokes a cigarette. Then I'm <laughs> Yeah, that's our show for this week. We'll wait another week um, to see what transpires across wrestling. Then, of course, we'll do a, free, a full preview of aw revolution we'll talk main roster stuff as well as that goes along um touch on nxt next week when we come back and then on sunday we'll have our boxing and mma show tons of shit went down in boxing just the past couple of days um we have triller making moves and, and craziness so tons to talk about already on that sunday show and that's not even including a full preview of the UFC pay-per-view the following week. And, man, so so much good stuff. Canelo fights this weekend. So that show is going to be a blast. Don't miss that. In the meantime, follow us on social media, at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, at Corner Club for Life on Instagram. You can follow me, at Kel Dansby, him, at Andreas Hale on all platforms. Check out our other show, Wrestling with Stereotypes, on adfreeshows.com. We appreciate all the support already. We've gotten great comments and reviews, and Twitter's buzzing. Shout out to Faye, who is hilarious. And that's the latest episode. Make sure you guys check that out. Well worth your time there. Shout out to Blue Wire, the network, making moves. Shout out to all of the sponsors. Stay safe. Stay Rona free out there. Yes, the Rona is still real and still going around. Don't wild out just yet. Stay safe out there so we can all live it up shortly in the future. We appreciate you. Until next time, we're out. Peace.